0: And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at PurePleasureShop.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast, your bonus episode of the month.
1: We never do that. So I just was like, oh, hi, everybody. What do we normally do? We usually record the intro separately oh. so
0: Oh yeah, we, we're like, "Everyone, it's interview time." But yeah. nope. It, <laughs> we're diving right in. We
1: finally changed our intro. Here we go. Let's Which dance. They What's do get the to new hear intro?
0: the um it's it's our like,
1: "Hi, I'm Amy." Instead blah, of like, blah, "We're blah, best blah, friends blah. that make our roles, <laughs> We changed it. We updated a, it. A little yeah. quicker and less informative. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh and I dropped the boss queen sex toy mogul that Amy deemed me.
0: You will always be one in my eyes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Me too, April. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Willow.
0: So we have Willow Brown. Can we call call her Dr. Willow Brown?
1: Almost. Almost? my doctorate. Uh,
0: Almost Dr. Willow Brown. Willow was on, God, two years ago on our podcast. Was it in
1: February as well? Or was it? I don't know the month. It was raining, so it might have been. I felt like it was kind of winter time. It was cold in winter. Yeah.
0: And the episode was, I think it's just called Taoist, spelled Taoist, sex yeah i don't I know what so. number it is but, it but yeah go one. and go and look it up and you will find willow on our podcast and willow is back and we love this because willow's here Woohoo. on my couch in, in person. person yay it's so much
2: fun i was just telling the ladies this is the only interview i ever get to do with the people in person mostly i'm on the computer you i don't, know it's, we really love it's more the, fun this way it's
1: way more fun yeah zoom and skype is it's it's fine it's, it's fine it's sufficient good. it's just nice to have the energy and yes. the flow
2: yeah drinking wine yeah.
1: And water it's all except good except you're gonna talk about <laughs> not drinking wine for yeah you. that's true i was like I'm just no sugar thing. <laughs> <out> for that <laughs> so uh, we're going to it's just, all about we're balance. cover
0: a number of topics here you're talking about sexual so i'm so- i have a hard time with this word by the way Sover- sovereignty. sovereignty sovereignty i like that word's always hard i almost for me. thought you were gonna sovereignty.
2: say sodomy for a second <laughs> <I> <laughs> sexual sodomy Okay. Here we go. This will be a year. good episode.
0: Sodomy today. Also known as anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, sovereignty. God, it should you be do, so You nailed easier. it. Just now. Well the uh, Next time tomorrow, I will have a hard time again with it.
2: Um, So what does that mean, (laughs) (laughs) Willow? What is sexual sovereignty? So what is sovereignty? Basically, sovereignty is the, you know, think about the sovereign one, like the king or the queen. And they were the ones who had the authority to govern for not only themselves, but also for the entire community. So it's about seeing yourself, right? We have many different parts of ourselves. We have the scared little girl. We have the, you know, confident woman. We have all these different personas inside of ourselves. So you can think there's like a whole community inside of this one body. And so it's really having the authority to govern or to make choices for all these different parts of yourself in a way that, um, really aligns with what's true for you, you know, what is going to be nourishing for you or what's going to be toxic for you and making those discerning choices based on, uh, based on that, that sovereign, you know, doing it on that sovereign level. So it's really stepping into a higher level of confidence. I think of sovereignty as like confidence on steroids, you know, it's just very high level. Knowing what's right for you,
1: which would be different than sexual autonomy, which would kind of be like zeroing in on one of those spots, yeah, and kind of focusing on those, right? But Gathering all of them, gather your people, inner people,
2: and your inner people, exactly, your and then inner just genitals, inner inner genitals and outer genitals, and all parts of the because there's so many sexual centers in your body, right? It's not just our genitals or our breasts or our penises or our lingams or our anuses. It's like we've got a pineal gland up in the head and a pituitary and a hypothalamus. We're going to talk a little bit about endocrine today. And all of those are sexual centers in the body. So what's going on with your adrenals? Are you making choices for your adrenals as well as your frontal lobe, which really wants that, you know, piece of candy that's in front of you. So on a sexual level, when we think about sexual sovereignty, I think we really don't aren't raised with, uh, that as the forefront of like, do what feels really good and right to you. There's so much stigma put on sexuality. Oh, you might get a disease or you might get pregnant. There's so much fear involved in it. Or, you know, you might attract the wrong person if you dress a certain way or act a certain way. And so there's, um, it's hard to really know where your truth is in all of that mix. Yeah, I I like. I'm always love when we
0: talk about the whole thing as a system. You know, like the body and the hormones and how they're all working together. And we always think of them as like these little boxes. You know, like there's my sexual self, and then there's my physical body, and they're different things from each other. Or there's like my sexual physical body, my genitals, but these other things they're not really related. You know, so I think when we're talking about like adrenals, my first thought is like. Adrenals. Fuck. You know, for people who are drinking like eight cups of coffee a day, is that affecting their sex drive and their genitals? She's nodding her head. She's saying yes. I take a,
1: a bunch of vitamins to help with my adrenal support because it manages your stress, right? So there's a lot of um, different types of mushrooms. I think that what lion's mane and mm-hmm. reishi, cordyceps. which I never say yeah. right. Reishi, reishi or reishi, reishi. I'm uh-huh. always like, reishi. <laughs> cordyceps. Yeah. yeah. I was sticking cordyceps up my vaginal canal once when I thought I had an infection and someone's like, you shouldn't have done that. I was How like,
0: did that work out? i A mushroom
1: came out and I ate it. My <laughs> triples. A
0: mushroom farm much farming is really in right now. So
1: is that something with your adrenal health? Is that what you would recommend besides maybe t- giving up coffee or some of the things that tax your adrenals? I mean yeah. stress in general is it's like stress management, right? Yeah,
2: definitely. So basically like what's happening now is a lot of people just have these wet blankets, layers of wet blankets over their adrenal glands and they're like, "How come I can't fall asleep at night and how come I wake up tired?" How come I need coffee to wake up in the morning and a glass of wine to go to sleep at night? It's because the adrenals <laughs> are shriveled up Don't little raisins. Don't look
1: at raisins. me, Willow.
2: You're old. Come on. She's
0: saying they're shriveled raisins.
2: Oh, uh, so we want to plump those raisins up into big juicy plums, right? There's sexual practices for that. There's herbs and mushrooms for that. The king herb for your adrenal glands is going to be ashwagandha. I mean, everyone should probably just be taking it if you're over 35 these days. Should I have have two weeks
0: until I'm 35?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Place my
1: order. Start start early. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Get ahead of the game. We'll we'll inject it into you. We'll just boil it up and be like, here you go, Amy, you're getting it.
0: All right. I mean, yeah, Uh, probably a good idea.
1: But that's good good to know. I didn't know exactly what, because my naturopathic doctor told me to take a bunch of different herbs and recommended a whole list. And a lot of it had to do with my adrenal health and my sex drive did, I, I mean, I can't really say it co- corresponded exactly when I started taking them, but for about three months, I felt like my sex drive really did have a nice rise. Yeah. And
2: it will be accumulative, similar to, you know, CBDs are cumulative. You've got to do them regularly for them to actually work on the inflammation. Um, so ashwagandha, all these herbs are going to be, it's the same as, you know, changing your diet. It's going to be key. It's not going to happen the next day, but... If you get off of sugar, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then, um, then you actually, your joints will start feeling better. Your digestion will work better. Your vitality will go up. So your libido will go up, you know,
1: but like, don't get on the fake sugar though. This drives me nuts when people are like, I'm off sugar, but then they're like having truvia and stevia. And then that still is glucose. Some diet cokes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your yeah. Old sugar. yeah it's Yeah, doesn't that work? Me. I don't do that. But.
2: I have I have a friend who had uh gestational diabetes, and she was testing her blood, and she did say that her blood would rise when she would do stevia, but not when she would do the the monk fruit okay. sugar. Yeah, I so hate the monk fruit sugar. I think dude. it's I different though it. for every body. everybody. Everybody, yeah. you know, just handles. All of these different sort of sugars. But is monk
1: monk fruit still? It's like the monk fruit sweetener is yeah, still it's monk sugar.
2: But it just doesn't raise your glycemic index. Oh, That's God. the difference. So it won't cause the same level of inflammation in your tissues. So I'm preparing um, for this uh, get off of sugar and reclaim your vitality, reclaim your sexy again challenge that we're doing this free challenge. Um, which you're all invited to participate in. So in prep for doing that, I have been off of sugar now for 15 days.
0: Ooh, and off of sugar is?
2: A no, fruit, no fruit, no wine, yeah. no no rice or breads or any of that. Any, any so of none of the carbs. gluten-free stuff. None of the gluten-free That's stuff. That's something
1: also that I've been realizing because I'm on like a gluten-free thing for uh-huh. a long time now. And there's a lot of your, your sugar intake goes way up.
2: Yeah. Cause you're still taking in a lot of carbohydrates with all the gluten-free flours and stuff like that. So, um, so what are you eating? Right one now? of the things that I noticed right away is first of all, digestion works way better, uh, which is fantastic, right? Because that's the center of everything. That's the foundation for your whole hormonal system and your, um, nervous system and your, um, uh, immune system and it's also one of the three main brains in the body, right? It's your enteric brain. So it's actually got neuropathways inside of your gut that relate to memory and uh, all these different things that you think about your brain thinking of. Um, smells make you remember certain moments in time and thing like, things like that. So your, your gut brain, when it's really healthy, uh, your brain fog will go away. So that's a big thing that I work on with a lot of women in my practice is, clearing the brain fog, um, and then joint pain, tons of neck going out, joint pain, that kind of stuff. So that all clears out and then you just sleep better and you wake up with that, uh, more, more vibrancy to the eyes and around the eyes. You don't get that puffiness around the eyes. That you get when you're doing, you know, more sugar and it is a balance, right? I mean, I go through times where I'm like, I'm on a cookie cleanse. I'm having a cookie every <laughs> single day this week, you know, just for my soul. Cause I love like my downfall is chocolate chip cookies, mm-hmm. you know, Dude. give me a chocolate chip cookie for straight out of the oven. Warm any day. One. Yeah. Oh, I did that last <laughs> so night. hard to say no to, you know, yeah. and for some people it's the wine. They're like, I don't care about sweets. I just want my wine, you know, <laughs> gotta have my wine. And so all of it's good, but it's just about moderation. So I'll do periods, chunks of time where I'll just go completely off of sugar for, you know, up to three months at a time. At one point I did a year and a half and the whites of my eyes were just radiantly white, you know. So it's really powerful what can happen when you go for it. Um, But how does that relate to, you know, your sexuality and your, your relationships in your life? I think it just increases your capacity. You have a greater expanded... Uh, availability to, to be in your senses, to be sensual, to be present, uh, instead of a capacity getting really limited, uh, you know, with all the stress and inflammation, when your body's inflamed, you're going to have less capacity to handle life
0: inflammation is like it's a, the killer for so many people in so many ways like, so many yeah. people
1: don't even understand what it is they think it's just arthritis or yeah. something that is oh i have a weird neck pain that's always there i slept funny and it's it's a really it's a deeper problem that mm-hmm. probably yeah the sugar is a huge aspect of mm-hmm. it's, it's a legal drug it That's is available everywhere. So weird. That's weird. Yeah. it. Totally. I you remember
0: going to uh, to Mexico and going to buy. We had like a Airbnb, and so we were going to make some of our own food. We went to the grocery store there to make our own food, and everything had sugar in it. Everything high fructose was like, corn syrup. Sugar was in everything. I was like, things that was so unnecessary for sugar to be in. When it was like sugar added mm-hmm. added to it, it was so hard to find things without it. And it's just like places. It's just just filled with it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then and yeah. And what it does to the body. And Yeah, I mean, I feel, so it seems like your approach, and I guess it's the Taoist perspective, and we didn't ask in the beginning to to kind of tell our listeners more about yourself and what you do, but maybe you can elaborate on that. It's like almost like a slower way. It's like taking in the whole system, everything into account, nature, your body, your mind, your spirit, your emotional things, all the things that you eat, et cetera, and this like slower way of working towards Um, full embodiment of where it is that you want to go versus like, here's some hacks so you can get there overnight. Take this pill. Yeah. Take this (laughs) pill. Um, So maybe you can elaborate more on that and like what your approach is. Mm -hmm. um, So our listeners who haven't listened to that previous episode will know.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. So I'll define. So basically in the sacred sexuality realm, there's, you know, many different um, lenses to look through there's tantra there's some egyptian practices there's more new and modern things out there and there's Taoist uh, sexology practice which is primarily the lens that i look through coming from a chinese medicine background and um so I'll break those words down. Sexology, and I'll start with sexology. So we've got Taoist sexology. The reason that I love working with Taoist sexology is that it's extremely holistic. It fits into every sector of your life, whether it's financial, relationship, sex, home. You know, whatever you are looking at, you can use Taoist sexology to uh, to heal and to augment that sector in your life. So sexology is the study of or the observation of your own sexual energy. Anyology we're you know researching, looking at it. How do we understand this better, to be able to use it better? So you become the researcher of your own sexual energy. And that sexual energy could be one of two things. The first thing would be what you would think of having orgasms, ability to have them, having multiple orgasms, ability to have a strong, intimate relationship that you can stay connected with and, you know, know what you want sexually and then be able to ask for that from your partner, being comfortable with all of that. That's a piece of it. So, The other part of sexology then would be looking at your hormonal system. You know, what's going on with your adrenals? What's going on with your thyroid? What's going on with your hypothalamus and pituitary? Is the conversation between all these different glands in your body uh, a clear, connected conversation? Or is there some disconnect? Is your liver gunked up and backed up? Because that's going to affect That conversation. So the organs play a part in your endocrine system as well. Your gut has a huge um, part in your endocrine system. So those are really the two branches of sexology. You know, just normal what you would think about sex. Am I having it? Do I like it? Do I enjoy it? Do I have a good sexual partner? And endocrine. And then we break down that word Taoism. So when you've probably heard the Tao is the way, which sounds great. But what does that really truly mean? The way is the way of nature. So we're looking to the rise and fall that nature goes through every day, every week, every month, every year. That expansion, contraction, the seasons, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall. It's this constant rise and fall that... Nature does, and since we are not just part of nature, but we actually are nature, we do all those things too. Every morning we open our eyes, we rise, we come into an awake state, we go to sleep, and we close our eyes, we go back in. And for um, all people, but especially women who are still in their fertility years, meaning they're still having a menstrual cycle, they go through the same four seasons that the earth goes through. So every moon cycle that we go through, you know, we're always talking about, oh, I have my moon or I'm mooning, you know. And so those those are the times when you're in your winter phase. That's the quiet time, the stillness where you go in and you get more introspective. So each one of these months or weeks that we go through each month corresponds to one of these seasons. And it's true for men. It's true for women in menopause as well. And it's really awesome to start living your life according to your winter phase or your summer phase or your spring phase because those are all um, carrying different medicines, carrying different energies in them. So for like, let's say, summer phase, that's a time of full expansion and expression. That's the time to have a lot of social engagements on your calendar and get out there if you're dating. Is that and- when you're ovulating? that yes that's when you're Yeah, you're like yep ovulation is it
1: luteal and then autonomal there's
2: follicular phase and luteal phase luteal
1: and then is it not autonomal what is it called the uh, the i think you're thinking of uh, autumnal autumnal is that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes. and then what's the winter
2: one so winter winter is the time that you bleed okay yeah
1: is that what it's called though it's just a winter phase
2: No, winter phase. I mean, according to the way that that I teach. So basically what I do is I take the Chinese five elements and put them into the four phases of the moon cycle so that you're actually living your sexology. You're not just having better orgasms. You're doing that too, but you're also having, um, a deeper connection with, your life, a a more intimate connection with everything in your life. You know, it's like, what is your relationship with money? Like people don't think about having a relationship with money, but some of the wealthiest people I know have the worst relationships with money, Mm -hmm. you know, and that money and sex obviously are down in the, you know, root and the second chakra down there in the lower chakra connection to earth. What's your connection to the earth? Are you connected to it? Do you appreciate,
1: um, you know, the ebb and the flow that's happening all the time. Someone told, that, well, uh, an author, I read this book about m- your relationship with money. And I thought it, it's so helpful for me. And I don't know if, if, if you've ever, it's like how to be a badass uh, making money or I can't remember. It's, she's like Jen Chinchero. She says, talk about money. Like it's it, like, it's a best friend or a boyfriend. Okay. So what's your relationship with money? And I thought that was so powerful. She's like, if you say, I hate money you don't say that about your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or some
0: people do some people <laughs> do some people do it's Depending still on though, the
1: day it's <laughs> kind of like that like relationship though with the same with with i think within yourself too how you talk about yourself but yeah. treating money like it is a, a person mm-hmm. and so write money love letters i love you money and I've done that many times. And it works. It does. It does. For the most, for the most part, <laughs> money the money, money th- comes to we're on me the, we're on the money. every day. It's the money. Podcast yeah, and now. Making, <laughs> making
2: love to money too. That's something that Ooh. I will. It's again. not
1: clean. Okay. <laughs> so get, take a shower after. Yeah. But wear a condom.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, You know, that's a lot. That's a homework I give to my clients who are working on their relationship with money. Like, okay, what? get a bunch of, I don't care what kind of bills you have. If they're ones or hundreds or fives, it doesn't matter. Get a bunch of bills, spread them on your bed, light some candles, get your music going, and, like, make love to money. Like, Mm -hmm. make love to the energy because, really, it's just empty. Money is neither good nor bad. It's your perception that creates what you create it's with It's just it. the
1: energy. What do you think when, what do you, when you work with clients that have kind of uh, a weird relationship with sex? I obviously there's, it's I such work a, with a lot of those. Right. <laughs> it's And it's, it, there could be so many reasons There uh-huh. it could be trauma or, uh, what, what do you usually suggest? Is it like more of a connection to self?
2: Yeah. It depends on, you know, what the, what the issue is. A lot of times it's coming from a trauma and it's, A lot of times, the learned behavior... And I have to say, a lot of times the shit that people carry isn't even their own shit. It was just put upon them by their parents, which was put upon them by their grandparents, you know, and the lineage goes on. And so I always tell people, you know, this is the time. We're in the time and the place where we have the resources and the consciousness to break the cycle. We're breaking the epigenetic code. So any healing work that you do for yourself, you're doing for your foremothers or your past mothers and past fathers. And also any... Kids that come after you, whether they come from your vagina or not, doesn't really matter, you know, that you're breaking a chain that's been here for eons and it's so important to do this, this healing work and break this chain so that we don't continue to perpetuate the fear cycle that surrounds sex and money and, uh, just being in a body. It's hard to be a human, you know, it's hard to be a human on this planet earth. I think a lot of people would rather not and um and so i want to be a bonobo <laughs> i want to be
0: monty the dog over here he looks it's pretty easy being this I was guy like i
2: want to be my dog too
0: yeah they're just lounging the
2: life.
1: i know <laughs> seriously
0: just living the dream over you here you gotta go
1: get a job monty
0: no he's, oh, old. he's in he's, retirement he's now he's retired he's, he's
1: retired. like i'm lumpy
0: yeah sex, <laughs> sex is so who the people that you're working you work with, you work with All genders? Yeah. Mostly women? Men and women,
2: mostly women, but I am working with men more and it's so fun. I love working with men because men see a problem, they find a solution and they do it. You know, women are a little bit more of a journey to get to it, but um, men are very direct and straightforward. But your
0: approach is more journey approach. A, more of a journey it approach. Is. It's not just like, all right, yeah, that's like, why continue.
2: it's a great fit for women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: totally. And I'm sure that's an educational experience for a lot of men who are like, well, okay. Yeah. I guess what? it's not just, you're not just going to give me the solution. I don't just do it. You know, I <laughs> yeah. like live it. Okay. Yeah. So do you, when you hear about people giving like the, the, the hacks for sex, you know, like do X and you'll get Y, mm-hmm. um, overnight or like, let's talk about orgasm, I guess, where people are having, um, you know, dull orgasms or issues, having an orgasm. Do you th- think that a lot of the tips that are are taught that are just like, you know, quick fixes aren't really as impactful as, or like people need the whole, they need to look at the whole, all the things that are contributing, their health, you know, their their organs, the things that they're eating, their emotional relationships.
2: I think those quick fixes can be really powerful and impactful. Uh, I think maybe that they just don't last, uh-huh. you know, it's like. you you make the change, you do the thing and and you see the results pretty quickly and you're like, wow, that really worked. But then if the underlying roots for why you pattern a certain way don't get addressed, you're going to go back to that pattern. You're going to forget about that hack. You're going to forget to do it. So even hacks are are long-term practices Mm -hmm. um, in order to... And I think you can heal it from both sides. I think you can heal the pattern and get the results. I think you can go for the results and the and keep, keep with that practice and those those patterns will begin to heal and change. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. And it's not the it's daunting task for some people like, ah, I have to do all the work on all these parts of myself and like, yeah, yeah all these parts, but, but it's, yeah, it's powerful work.
1: You mentioned something when we, before we started recording and I thought it would, just be so. For, even for me, maybe I'm. I'm trying to benefit selfishly. Uh-huh. The pelvic floor story. Oh yeah, you do a lot of work, as you mentioned, with a lot of uh, vulva owners. The vulvas are talking and uh, <laughs> pelvic floor. I have floor, so much to say. I know. I would love to hear some of they the saying? the stories.
2: Oh my God, the
1: stories. So. You know they're not
2: linear stories a lot of times, but I'll do. um, I'll teach women to do pelvic floor work on themselves, and then I'll I'll also do it directly on some of my clients. And it's just really powerful what comes out. I'll tell you a story of my own because I know it well and I lived it. So basically, there I was in Ireland traveling around reclaiming my sexual sovereignty, you know, last year. And it was just – it was one of the best trips I ever took. And and one day, it was just – pissing rain and there was nothing else to do, but do a pelvic floor sweep on myself, you know? So I did a little housekeeping. What is a
0: pelvic floor sweep?
2: So this is, tell me. This is basically how I, how I see working with the pelvic bowl, working with inside the vagina. There's, you know how you get, um, knots in your right shoulder and then your right shoulder's higher and your neck's a little tweaked and you're not totally on point throughout the rest of your body. That happens in your pelvic bowl as well. So you've got these little knots and nodules, and tensions and tissue wraps stuck inside of the pelvic bowl. So what you can do is you can go in with, um, it's usually if you're working on yourself, you're going to want to use either a vibrator or a wand of some sort. It's kind of an awkward angle. But when I work on other women, I just use my fingers because then I can really feel. It's, It's a bit like doing cranial sacral on the vagina. And what's really cool about the tissues of the vagina is they're very similar to infant tissues in that they hold really well. First of all, they go into a release quickly. And then they hold that release a lot better than say your shoulder tissues, because that's where you're doing all your thinking, right? And stressing. Um, so when you go into the pelvic pelvic bowl, you can find these tender points. So I did one on myself and I had been struggling with envy, not jealousy in my relationships. I never really had a problem with that, but more envy around, you know, other women in the world who were doing similar work and were doing really well. And, you know, oh, it's so easy for them. And why is it so hard for me? And I would go into that downward spiral of envy. I'm sure some of y'all out there can feel and relate to that because I think it's a common one, especially with all the social media that we're immersed in these days. And I just was so over it. I was like, I've got to clear this out. And so, I didn't even really have the intention to clear envy, but I went into my pelvic bowl and I worked on the left side, which is the feminine side. And I found this, um, tender point, which was just insanely tender and I couldn't release it. I couldn't release it. I worked in there for two hours. I couldn't get it to unravel. And then finally I was like, you know, what is this? And it was, it was a dagger basically. Cause it was a sharp pain. And I asked spirit, you know, what is this? And it was a dagger. And I was like, well, I can't just pull the dagger out. And spirit's like, no, cause it's woven into your DNA. It's woven into your tissues and you're going to need help getting it out. And I was like, well, who put the dagger there? Is that important? And, and spirit was like this, This elder woman, this witchy woman, she put the dagger there. And I was like, okay, why? Why did she put the dagger there? And it all was because the Egyptian pharaoh, this was all lifetimes ago, right? This Egyptian, I started getting images. You get a lot of imagery when you're working in the vagina. Mm -hmm. I got images of this Egyptian pharaoh being in love with me as a young woman. And whether I was in love back wasn't part of the story, but. Just that his wife was jealous and told her witchy wise woman to put the dagger in me. And so it was all woven into my DNA and I couldn't just pull it out. And so I had to call on Yeshua and Mary Magdalene and Archangel Michael and all these entities to sort of help me like, here, you hold that thread over there. And there I was in this Airbnb in Ireland, (laughs) just like, you hold that thread over there. There was just all these threads of tissue everywhere that was just unraveling. And then eventually I was able to kind of pull that um, dagger out And then we wove back in, we wove back in all this love and light and support. And I mean, I got out of that room and then the sun came out and the rainbows and I went hiking and my whole left side of my entire body felt like completely different, like so much more expanded and Mm -hmm. open and anytime I would go to the, you know, take a pee, I was like, whoa, it was just easy to pee. It was just amazing. So then I had to, of course, spend a whole nother session on my right side later <laughs> on. <laughs> Were there daggers? Yeah, any daggers? <laughs> no there? more daggers. No more daggers on the right side. a huge sword.
1: Gigantic. Yeah, so I know. a samurai. I, I wonder what kind of ancestral.
0: So much, so much. Like, oh my god! I,
1: just trauma has gone on with my family. I'm like, please, I hope they weren't slave owners or anything, dude. I don't think so. We were Native Americans, mm. Blackfoot tribe. Some
2: trauma. Blackfoot tribe. So that's some trauma. Yes,
1: but I don't think we didn't come from the south, so I don't believe that there were, it was any. I think about that stuff though, and it like really affects me sometimes when I think about the, ins- and for people that aren't as wooey, this is hard for them to grasp people that are science-based. Mm-hmm. It's still though, I, I, come on, we're all energy. We're all yeah. going somewhere when we die, right? Yeah. It's not just into the ground or, or burned. Yeah. It's we're, our energy is going somewhere. So if yeah. you really think about it, it is all connected. We're all connected. We're all one, right. um, between us and, and Monty and the plants, like we all really yeah. are. Mm-hmm. So I encourage everyone out there to embrace that, even if you are a sciencey, techy human.
2: Yeah, know that both sides. I think you know both sides are so important.
0: Do you, are you finding these stories too in your work with other women? Then, where they're like yeah. they're coming up with the images as you're working on yeah. them?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll do uh, pelvic floor work on someone. I'll be over on their right side and I'll be over toward the you know, we do a clock. So it's like, I'll go around and find the tender points. Is it one, two, three, four, five, six, or 12 or whatever. We find a tender point And then we work on that one. Let's say it's three o'clock on the right side. I'm working in there and I'm like, okay, so what's going on with having boundaries with the masculine in your life, either your own masculine energy or a man in your life. And they'll be like, oh, well, that has to do with my dad and the way that I was treated when I was five and blah, 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 blah. So really these, um, these deep, and then I'll say, well, I'll do a lot. I'll always come back to, um, well, what is the sensation of that? You know, what is that? like And it'll be tight or it'll be like blocked or it'll be really um, dense. Sometimes it feels, they'll say it feels dense, but far away. Anytime someone says it's far away, I know it's coming from a different lifetime mm-hmm. or a different, uh, you know, previous grandmother or grandfather or something. And so then we'll unravel that. One time I was working on a woman and... I, we were there on this one spot, I was starting to get irritated because we were there for so long, but it wouldn't release. And I couldn't think of anything and she wasn't getting there. And we just, I kind of just let go and went blank. And then I said, well, what about your grandma? And she's like, what about my grandma? I'm like, I don't know. What about your grandma? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, that's so weird that you say that because my whole family is having this thing with my grandma right now because she just passed away. And it's about her will and the Mm. money and the da-da-da-da-da. And then the tissue released. It went pulse, 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 and release. A lot of times it'll get hot. Like my fingers will get fiery, turn really, really hot and on fire. Somet- and that'll be a release. Sometimes I'll get like a pulsing sensation under my fingers and then a release. Um, sometimes a lot of emotions will flow forward and sometimes not. It just depends on the woman, what she's going through. Um, she'll get visions. I think recently I had a, a gal we were working on, uh, just you know she was healing the the way that she was as a little girl like she wasn't super in touch with her feminine as a little girl so we were healing that I think on her masculine side you know that she had had to be sort of the tougher little kid and and now she's you know tuning into this feminine side of herself and so
1: there was a deep healing there. Where do a lot of penis owners carry their... Because obviously there's a canal with us in the pelvic floor. Is there... I mean, is it in their genitals or is it more like in other parts of their bodies? That's a perfect question, April. Because that's
2: um, that kind of leads to the, the poles and the... The positive positive and negative poles of male and female bodies. So first of all we've got these meridians in the body, right? And some of the m- two main meridians that Chinese medicine really works with are the yang meridian, which runs up the spine which is your masculine en- uh, meridian
1: It's yang if you're in yang. Wisconsin yang. Yang. If you're in yeah. Wisconsin, it's yang Okay, <laughs> okay mom, you're welcome
2: <laughs> And then there's the yin meridian, which runs down the front midline of the body. So that's sort of one um, positive and negative negative pole in the body and of course they create a circuit we call that the microcosmic orbit and that circuit is the union it's the oneness that's the Tao right uh and then we've got these pole sort of like positive and negative poles in the body so for a woman the the vagina is negative that's you know something comes into it we receive a negative isn't a great word because it has so many connotations but it's the receptive pole and then for a man his receptive pole is the heart so that's sort of his chamber that's where all his stuff is going to be held and for the woman, her, her um, positive or active, you know, pole is going to be her heart. So her positive heart goes into his receptive pole, his heart. And then his positive penis mm. pole goes literally into her. Literally, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> into her negative
1: or uh, receptive and this doesn't have to necessarily i keep thinking of batteries <laughs> well right well yeah. that's like when we're buying equipment yeah. for the podcast it's like male quarter inch yeah. to yeah. female yeah. i was female. like whoa this yeah. is a lot a of gender gendered, gendered yeah. i guess equipment, like, equipment yeah. yeah so and and my question is for folks out there that that perhaps uh identify as with their with uh, their penis owner that identifies as a more of a feminine, uh, yeah. is or that, someone
0: who's not straight, they're not using, they're not right. Or no gendered language. They're the just genus.
1: into mm-hmm. their stepping into their, their non, uh, binary kind of sense. Is that yeah. something that can still, cause everyone still has these polarizing yeah. aspects. Yeah. I
2: think there's the, f- there's like the physical poles of it and then there's the energetic. So mm-hmm. I honestly don't work with a lot of non-binary clients. Um, and I would be interested to just based on that, you know, just to see what what's actually really true. Where are they actually really holding more of their traumas or more of their patterns? Uh, I think a lot of women do really carry a pattern from from their pelvic bowl. You know, it's it's kind of our center, even the way that we are raised to stand, you know, the slouch and the hips forward, that thing that... I've seen so many women do and have had to help correct and so yeah, working with um the
1: hips forward. The hips forward. <laughs> I feel the like I'm like forward. hips like down, <laughs> I'm like what's up? <laughs> it's the fire.
0: What with the back? No, in no, that's me. That's different. Or, well,
1: yeah, that that way too. I'm getting it's... hunched over swear from the interweb. Oh, yeah. The interweb is doing it the social media. The I'm all bent over. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh I've I've been realizing that. Well, the slouch though, I didn't realize that was a That was a gendered thing from when I was little. I did take off my shirt until I was, like, 11, though. I was like, the boys do it. Why can't I? I like your style, Chip. you have the little
2: inner tomboy? Yeah. Do it it again. Bring it back.
1: (laughs) I didn't understand why I didn't have a penis, either. And I used to have only... Boys that were friends because I had a brother, and then I would take baths with these dudes and like poke <laughs> their wieners. Like, what's that? That's so cool. <laughs> you have oh, an Audi. my God. An
0: I wish Audi. you were in the your mom have videos of you being like little I don't think we could April? afford a
1: video camera oh my back God. then. Oh, God. I so wish I could see it. was the 80s, and I was not, I did not grow up with a lot of money, so doubt it. My dad I was really a I really want to see a
0: video of you like being little, and, and I've seen photos. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, They're my mom great. had some photos of me, like, a... naked with the chicken pox, like, ah, with, like, a really bad haircut. Your school, your
0: your class photo of when you were seven or eight, when you had the
1: perm. I was <laughs> not cool, okay? Amy, we, has... we all know this.
0: I, I wasn't cool either, but your yeah. perm was I awesome. I'm, still, cool I'm still
1: bordering kid. on cool or not, like, but I have no shame, obviously. <laughs> you're you're reclaiming yes, your cool, cool now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she
2: was poking wieners.
0: And I
1: remember sometimes they would get hard, but I didn't understand that either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's such an
2: interesting thing, too. Like little boys can get hard on. Yeah, they can actually little boys can have orgasmic states, um, but they don't ejaculate because they don't have the hormones yet. Yeah. Right. And so that's that speaks to the fact that men can have orgasms without ejaculating. Yeah. Right? There are two separate physiological functions. It's just hard to wrap your brain around it if you've been doing them together for so long. At no. what
0: age do they get, does they have the hormones that make it so they can start to ejaculate? When do you know when that yeah, happens? Like it's, teenage, it's like Depends, pre-puberty, twelve,
1: 13, okay. 14.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah. right, right, right there. Like That's when the sock comes out and you don't oh, touch the sock. Oh <laughs> <out of bed. laughs>
1: the sheets are all stuck together. <laughs> that Victoria's Secret catalog was sticky on page three and four. Oh, no.
0: For then the garbage. So what about so the the brains part? I'm so interested in this part. So there's talking about that the genitals are the fourth brain. So there's the actual brain brain. There's the heart brain, 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 the gut brain. brain. And then the genital brain,
2: yeah. So basically, <laughs> I love the, the, main brain. Brain. Yeah. the main brain, the the Yoni and Lingam brain. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, in your in your brain in your head, you've got uh, the cephalic brain, and there are billions of neuropathways, pathways, billions. And then in your heart, there's millions. And then in your gut, there's thousands. And so I deduce. This is my own personal mm-hmm. theory that there's hundreds
1: in the genitals. in the yoni yeah. and in the
2: lingam. Isn't
1: it? That I read something. I'm always quoting that what I read that you have more, the neural pathways, you have more than stars in the sky uh, yeah, in billions. one brain. Yeah. It's like, in, it's endless. It's infinite. Yeah. Yes. It's hard to even. So cool. Like no. And then you have hundreds of thousands or how, hundred just. She said hundreds in the
0: genitals. That's that's my guess. guess. Yeah,
1: hundred because (laughs) they probably haven't dissected. Oh
2: yeah, and this is just what I've studied and what I've learned. It's like billions, millions, thousands. Okay, well, probably maybe there's thousands. You know, it's pretty smart down there. What I will say is, it's very smart. It's a different kind of smart. It's even deeper than your what you would think of as your intuition or what is my heart telling me to do or what is my gut telling me to do. If you ask your yoni, if you're trying to make a decision in your life ask your yoni or ask your I don't know about the lingam. I think with men, you might need to ask your heart more than your lingam because I think the lingam might have a different brain <laughs> yeah. than the yoni. Yeah.
0: Well, but yeah, don't always listen to that I wonder if hormones could brain.
1: affect that though. If you're on birth control, hormonal birth control, if that could affect some of the decision making I in your so. fourth brain.
2: I've found that to be true with women who've been on birth control for long periods of time because there's a, a disconnect between your, your your nature and your nature you know yeah um and and it's a personal choice you know and to each zone. i think if you are going to do birth control doing non-hormonal you know unfortunately the copper tea is i, I mean come on why haven't we figured I out a good birth ridiculous. control for men just about it's to address so, that. so if
1: you're on hormonal birth control Ask your yoni, but maybe use some dice as well to like <laughs> yeah, get some yeah. just get just some slip feedback. Flip a coin with your intuition. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which one
0: should I go for? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah,
0: that's I love I mean. that.
1: That your body is so creative, and it has all of this ability to just tap in. Not only yes, we we are a full of senses. It's just you have this ability to really to use body parts to tap into to assess a, an intuitive situation that you Mm -hmm. maybe want some more insight to. I I love that. Mm -hmm. I've never thought about tapping into my Yoni except for when it's a sexual situation. Mm -hmm. Right. But when it comes to like, Hey, is this the right, you know, podcast career (laughs) path to do Yoni? What do you think? Yes. twice yes yes <laughs> yes you just winked at me i yeah. know it the yoni wink that's like when the horses are horny horse vulvas wink at you oh, did you know that you no s- yeah, you, sh- you
0: talked about this on another podcast i
1: know and amy was like really And i was like girl i <laughs> learned something- it on netflix <laughs> girl, it's gotta be true
0: well there's thing else it was that that intensity shocker vibrator that we that they sent oh, to yeah. us and it said something about it makes your yoni wink because it yeah. shocks your Yoni, and he's like,
2: Beep. "What is this intensity? Shocking Yoni! It's this. Eh, it like eh, blows It's like up. a. It's like a. It's like a Kegel exerciser,
0: but, oh, but like okay. it shocks you, so it makes your." Body go oh, okay. instead if of you actually. like les- on your vagina. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, instead <laughs> of you is. actually like doing the clenching. It,
1: it, you like pump this this uh, area, and then it it gets bigger. Uh-huh. And I I wasn't a fan. No but it, if you
0: put your yeah. hand on it, it can get powerful. Felt- I gave it. I gave one to my kinky friend because I was like, Yeah, your kinky friend. You, this <laughs> is looks like you're going to want this. I don't, I don't know if it's how it is. I mean, I'm for for Kegels or Kegels. I don't know which way really to pronounce. But yeah, i was so. But for kink. Hey. Good stuff.
1: So, <laughs> <Yeah. Still, laughs> people want to learn about your challenge that you invited—the sugar yeah. challenge. How can they? So, I do these challenges a lot of the time. We just did a um, magnetize your mate challenge. That was
2: really fun. What how that to, what was How that to one? call in your your beloved if you're still looking. Or, how to magnetize your mate that you 've been with for twenty years, and you need some magnetic yeah. <laughs> Help me she in there, yeah. Yeah. so um, that was a fun one we 'll run that one again, probably in the fall, but um, for right now, what we 've got on the horizon is how to how to get off sugar, and it 's not just about willpower there 's a lot more involved it 's actually about brain chemistry. Um, so there are actually, uh, things that you can do, um, supplements that you can take in order to get off of sugar. So we're going to get off of sugar in four days. And that means cutting out sugar cravings, not, not just stopping eating sugar, but stopping the cravings within four days. So we're going to do that, uh, this month Mm -hmm. and, uh, we'd love to have you join. This is February, 2020. Yep. February 20th. Where do they join? Go to my website. Good question. (laughs) (laughs) But wait. So go to yinwellness.com, Y-I-N wellness.com. And um, there's a a thing right at the top there that you can sign up for, the get off of sugar. So if you know that you've got inflammation in your body, that you could use a boost in libido and vitality, You know, let's get you off of sugar for a period of time and see how you feel. The thing is, is once you're off it, you don't want it anymore. So true. It's amazing.
1: Before I was with my partner, I And I'm not blaming by any means. I totally have more sugar because I enjoy it now. I never ate dessert ever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you've been hanging out with me forever, Amy. I mean, it's like almost 20 years. It's, the,
0: it's the wine is the one. Well, yeah. the
1: wine's always been a thing, but yes. Yeah. I, but I but now, you're not really a sugar person. I yeah. love the sugar. And I enter, I just entered this part of my life that I, I'm sort of bummed because i now ever after every savory meal i just crave a piece of cho- dark chocolate or a peanut butter cup mm-hmm. and the less you have it it's true you don't crave it anymore mm-hmm. and i will say that i never really was into fruit i like it more now but like it it mm-hmm. is a matter of it's like getting off the drug you're like it's hey getting just off the yeah. drug yeah. in fact it's yeah. the
2: drug when sugar first was uh, formulated and created, it was on lockdown in Europe. They only would let out a little bit at a time. Yeah, because I'm not tra-
1: surprised. Yeah, man. yeah. Another now well, now that People
0: are making money off of it. So what
2: if people? Okay, so
0: you. What if people also? Because I think you had some other thing that you're offering too. And then what if you, How do people actually work with you? Do you work with people online? I know you have videos, and you work with people in person.
2: Yeah, so we run retreats uh, throughout the year. This year, I'm kind of taking a hiatus because I'm writing a book and getting a doctorate, and that's Damn. enough. No big deal. <laughs> Doctor Willow Brown. <laughs> (laughs) hello yes dr Um, brown i love it and then uh but yeah we do run live retreats and workshops and things like that pretty frequently throughout the bay area and all around the world um and then i work with people online quite a bit i run a nine month course that's a massive transformation so that's kind of the big the mothership and then um and then i also run smaller courses and programs and there's a lot of there's a lot of options yeah. for all of y'all. Um, I'll be creating a men's course this year, which I'm really excited about. And uh, so, yeah. So, if anyone's interested in just having a, a free conversation, we can do a sensuality awakening session, and I can give you a link for that. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, yeah. I'll put it online. Yeah, okay. check in the show notes, everyone. It will be in the show notes and wherever you're looking, iTunes or on our website, it will be all. I'll be on there.
2: Yeah. So I'd love to connect with you and meet you and talk to you and you know give you. Some direct advice or guidance for yourself and whether or not we work together long-term is up to the spirit, yep. not up to us. And that's but,
1: yin. So will you say your website again? Yin wellness. Yin Wellness Dot com. com. Uh, yeah. Soon to be Doctor Willow
2: Brown. Dr. Dot com. Willow Brown. Oh. <laughs> I'm rebranding. <laughs> Exciting. I, I just
1: love your energy. You have this grounding. Yeah. You're amazing. Beautiful. Go, just a glow. Just yeah. so nice. And for someone like me, that's like all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel so ah. comfortable and more connected just having a conversation with you. So Aww. thank you for taking the time to be with Amy and I. Amy's yeah. pretty grounded. She She's helps me not always. Uh-huh. Yeah. April helps to pep me up.
0: I'm like where I'm tired. But I was like, "Hey." I'm like, "Hey."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so. you guys have a
1: good match. <laughs> yeah. Really good match. I know. Yeah. Well, it's definitely uh more complete with you here. Too. Oh, oh. Now the circle is full. It's full. Oh. When's your birthday? Uh, January
2: 23rd, I just <gasps> turned 40. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. congratulations! Thank you. Uh, well, what day is it? It's Fe- it's February it's,
0: uh, 13th. 13th. Okay, and this is going out, yeah, so this will be a month after your birthday. So, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. I Thanks. just wanted
1: to know if you were Amy and I are both water signs. So I was like, if you're a Scorpio, that would really complete the triangle. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm it's... the water bearer, uh-huh. but, yes, but I'm the air sign. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I love some was, air. So, all right. I'm sad to have this end. I want more information. Just on Well, we of can go watch Willow's those videos. <laughs> I need a download. to download. I wish I could just challenge. check out, out download. the YouTube. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. really
2: bolstering up the YouTube yeah. these days. And so. do the There's challenge, tens. everyone. Yeah, and do the challenge, really, because yeah. even if you don't get off sugar in these four days, you're going to have the information yeah. to do it when you're ready. Because, I mean, it's, like I said, it's not about um, willpower. That's where people, they're like, I can't. I've tried. Yeah, but have you used these supplements and these foods to actually I can get, get the, off the physiological yeah. support because yeah. you need the physical support for it.
1: Oh, damn it! No, I'm sure. pressure. I got to the, the wine. wine. Pressure. <laughs> P- pressure, April. At well, least come to the challenge. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Damn it! I'm gonna I love you, listeners, and just as much as I love Amy and Willow. So, thank you for tuning in every Tuesday, but this is actually a bonus episode. So maybe you're tuning in on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, who knows what day, but we love you. You're part of the shameless sex revolution. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website shamelesssex.com for more.
0: And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.